0: Another day to live through. Better get started. Those cells are still living, Dr. Mercer, off one another. There has to be an answer. You heard that all communications are ended outside the continental limits? Yes, I heard. That leaves it in our laps. Greetings, pod friends, from deep inside the Forbidden Zone of New York City, it's Splendid Isolation, episode number two. Who was that mask mask? A podcast about living the isolated life during COVID-19. With me, your host, Dave Bledsoe. There's this one-off in Stephen King's The Stand, where POV character Larry Underwood is wandering around New York City, which is now largely deserted and dead, And Larry describes meeting a fellow survivor to the ill-fated Rita Blakemore. It seems the guy was just standing there, noshing a bag of Cheetos, and if I recall correctly, told Larry that he was off to the Bronx to fulfill a lifelong dream. Dude was going to strip down naked, run the bases at Yankee Stadiums, and then jerk off on home plate. Rita's comment was something along the lines of taking different strokes to move the world. But my question was always, was this guy wanting to do this because he was a fan of the Yankees or because he hated the Yankees that much? Now, I have always assumed that the guy was a Red Sox fan and he hated the Yankees because that just strikes me as the sort of thing that a Red Sox fan would do. So Stephen King, if you happen to hear this, hit me up on Twitter and let me know. I'm at at the hell underscore podcast. It's week three of lockdown in the Big Apple but not so you'd really notice. The United States Navy hospital ship Comfort arrived in Manhattan on Monday, and New Yorkers turned out in droves to witness the big white ship cruising to its berth. It's kind of ironic, don't you think, that a ship arrives responding to a pandemic caused largely by shitloads of people gathering in one spot, and celebrating this, people gathered together in one spot. I guess they just really wanted the troops to have something to do while they're here. The NYPD has been given the authority to write $500 tickets for people breaking the rules about social distancing, which uh, they are doing all the fucking time, and they know tickets being handed out. I read an article in the New York Post about some libertarian dipshit who actually works in epidemiology who is blatantly violating the rules because he thought the best approach would be for us all just to get together and spread the virus around as much as possible and let natural selection sort it out. This John Galt motherfucker dropped the usual dipshit lines about this being no worse than the flu and then wandered off presumably to strip down naked and jerk off on the copy of the Constitution. I do not actually know if this was true. It just strikes me as something a libertarian would do. Every day, I wake up to the revised totals for infections and deaths in New York. That's a lot of fun. You stumble out of bed. You make yourself some coffee, grab an Intamin's donut, and sit down to read how many people died last night. It's a hell of a way to start your day. Good morning, Dave. It's time to start another day of doing the same thing you did yesterday and the day before. Here are the people that died yesterday to remind you why you must keep doing exactly that. Maybe the fuckers who climbed up to watch the ship dock should start their day with the same way. Maybe the fucker who told the Post that this is just the flu should be taken down to the nearest hospital, given a garbage bag to wear and a bandana for a mask, and be made to haul the dead out to the freezer trucks we're forced to use because we've already ran out of morgue space. Speaking of wearing a bandana for the mask, Do you have a single fucking clue whether we're supposed to be wearing masks or not? I don't. For weeks we've been hearing, you don't need to wear a mask unless you're sick. And then for the past couple of days I'm starting to hear, well, actually, probably you should be wearing a mask. Did I just get mansplained by the CDC? Just come out and tell me, mask good, mask bad. This is the kind of information that we probably need to get clear on since it only involves slowing down the spread of a fucking major disease. I mean, I think we all know the real answer. We should have been wearing masks all along. They were in China, but there aren't enough masks for people who need them. As it was, so if Lu Dan from Adina starts buying all the masks and hoarding them, then the people who work in healthcare aren't going to have any masks. But hey, you know what happened? Lu Ann bought all the masks so she could lay her hands on them and is hoarding them. And healthcare workers don't who need them don't have it don't have them at all. And It's life or death, and they can't get one. <laughs> that worked out well. Unless, of course, someone buys their masks from Eddie in Brooklyn, who just happens to have a warehouse full of useful shit that he will sell you at a thousand percent markup. True story. Right there, the feds arrested a guy on Tuesday with a storage unit full of hospital equipment like masks, gowns, cleaning solutions, and he was selling to doctors at a thousand percent markup. President Dipshit is accusing nurses of black marketing supplies when this entrepreneur thought far ahead and bought all the shit he could so he can make a tidy profit later. I can only imagine that this fellow will be pardoned and made Secretary of Commerce within weeks. Of course, we should be wearing masks. Everyone knew that, but sometimes you got to toe the party line. Friend of mine is honestly one of the smartest people I know, and not just book smart like me. He can actually apply his knowledge, and his politics run a little to the right of mine. But he's always been rational and well thought in his beliefs, even if I vehemently disagree with him. So before things went bad, he went out and purchased a bunch of masks and other personal protective equipment. And they just posted on Facebook, suggesting other do, others do the same. This was in February. He got so much shit. People going on about how they say masks don't work, and people don't know how to properly use them. And he was stupid and panicky to do it, or worse, he was hoarding things that would be needed by professionals. I only chimed in with a caveat that they said masks didn't work to keep the panic buying that would inevitably from setting in actually setting in. Turns out, my friend was, as usual, way ahead of the curve on that shit. He now has a supply of PPE for himself and his loved ones and the knowledge of how to use it properly, and we still don't have masks for healthcare professionals. Now, my ass is out here getting ready to cut up old t-shirts to make fucking bandanas out of them. Great. Now I'm going to run around looking like either Black Block and Antifa or Pecos Dave, the chubbiest outlaw in the Old West. Three weeks ago. If I walked into a bodega with a t-shirt over my mouth, they would come out with a baseball mat. Now apparently I'm gonna be doing it to flatten the curve. I don't even wanna get into the fact that I really wish I would got my fucking hands on a gun before all this started. You can't make one of those out of an old t-shirt. I do not for one second believe I need a gun, but I'm making masks out of old black t-shirts, so what the fuck do I know? Be like my friend Buck, boys and girls, use your noggin to think about the worst case scenario, and then plan for that. Now I don't want you folks to think your friendly neighborhood pod host is giving into despair or is losing his grip on reality. Things are largely safe and sane. No one I know is ill and thankfully no one I know know has died. I have a stable job and at least for for the near term it's letting me work from home. There's food on the shelves of the local markets, the liquor store is open and my peculiar insular lifestyle puts me at low risk for catching the Rona. Also, my mom told me that I wasn't going to get it because she's praying for me. Now I'm an atheist and I know that's not really how this works but at the same time, That made me feel really good. Like maybe I wouldn't get it. Those are the times we live in, I suppose. I want to close on a couple of thoughts. You can only do what you can do. You can't fix the stupid of others. You can bitch about it in a podcast, but you can't stop it from happening. Stop listening to people who preface their statements with, I'm not a insert profession here, because everything that comes after that is going to be some bullshit. Dunning-Kruger kills, boys and girls. Believe that. Trust me. I am not a Dunning-Kruger expert. See? See how that works? Call the people you love, even if you don't like them very much. They'll probably be fine, but just in case. And finally, I cannot stress this enough. I know you think you can do- go and do that cool thing because everyone else is staying home, but trust me, everyone else is just as stupid as you are and they are going to go to the cool thing too. Just stay home and wash your filthy fucking hands. And lastly close this episode with poet Franny Choi's poem The World Keeps Ending and the World Goes On. Quote, By the time the apocalypse began, the world had already ended. It ended every day for a century or two. It ended and then another ending world spun in its place. It ended when we woke up and ordered Greek coffees, drew the hot liquid through our teeth, as everywhere the apocalypse rumbled and the apocalypse remembered our dear beloved apocalypse. It drifted slowly from the trees all around us. So loud. We stopped hearing it, unquote. Until the next time, this is Dave Bledsoe signing off from deep inside the forbidden zone of New York City. Splendid isolation. Stay safe. Stay clean. Stay drunk, boys and girls. We'll talk to you soon. Seltzer King's Podcast.